What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another Victory Monday episode of the Dogs Podcast brought to you by Omaha Steaks. We're joined in studio by everybody's favorite Canadian, Kenny Mack. Woo! Let's go Browns! Return of the yeah. Mack. Return of the Mack, baby. <laughs> he was, uh, it's a game in Indianapolis with a couple other dog pack members, and he decided to extend his uh, trip down here in the States for an extra day to join us in the studio. That's right. It's awesome to have you again, per yeah, usual. Uh, obviously, big win by the Browns. Um, probably didn't go the way anybody expected script-wise, but a W is a W. The Browns are at 4-2, and two, and if the season were to end today, I believe we would be the sixth seed in the playoff pitcher. So, uh, can't complain, but we definitely have some things we want to get into, talk about. We want to get all your guys' thoughts. We have a lot of voicemails to get to today. Remember, if you guys want to send in voicemails or intros for the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. It's very easy to do. Uh, Kenny can put out a tutorial because he leaves them all the time. Uh, he's, he's perfected it. It's an art form. Uh, we want to hear from all of you guys, too. Uh, if you want to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. It helps out the show a lot. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, we're going live all the time this season, and you don't want to miss any of them. They're always the best episodes. Uh, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, you can head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. Uh, you get an extra episode every week. Kenny and Josh were live in the private Discord that you get access to earlier today talking about the game with some dog pack members uh so there's always something cool going on in there we do weekly pickums uh you get to play fantasy football with all of us all five of us have our, our own league yeah. this year for the dog pack so it's a ton of fun you get extra content you get to hang out with people from literally all over the world um so uh, if, you, if that's what you're interested in, you want to meet Browns fans, you want to hang out with the dogs, you want to play some fantasy football, all that good stuff, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So, uh, pretty crazy game. Jesus, understatement. For the, for the Browns, <laughs> did not go the way we expected. Um, to put things in perspective, in terms of the way I expected it to go, I did it like maybe 10 minutes before kickoff. I was like, I'm gonna just, I don't normally bet on the Browns, and I was like, I'm going to bet on the Browns today. I, I did said, too. I'm going to go Browns money line. And it was real, something like real small. It's like, this should hit. This should be pretty easy. It was Browns money line, Deshaun 200 plus passing yards, Amari 50 plus receiving yards. I was like, that's, that's pretty much money in the bag. And then I watched the first throw of the game and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to win this bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about just a rough start for the, for the quarterback. Um, I know he came out and said he wouldn't consider it a rough start because he only got to throw five passes. I got news for you, buddy. That was a rough start. Um, that's about as rough as it could go. Um, and I, I honestly think maybe the bigger story, not the offense, is the defense was – I feel like they were very Jekyll and Hyde. They, they, they were the reason we won the football game and also the reason that we almost lost the football game. Um, 
essentially Miles Garrett w- won this game. Uh, yeah. he, he, he's, he TJ wadded it. He's not a human. And and we he's always, definitely getting drug tested. We talk today. all the time about how he doesn't have these TJ Watt performances where he just takes over a game. Well, there it was. That's that, what it yeah. looks like. He was I, a 10-point like difference or like 10-point swing. No field goal and then added a touchdown. Yeah. And not only that, uh, after P.J. Walker's arm punt late in the fourth <laughs> quarter, yep. the Colts ran the ball three straight times because they were not going to drop back in their own end zone mm-hmm. again against yeah. Miles. So it completely affected the way they called the game late, how dominant he was early. I would I would say it was his best game as a Cleveland Brown, and that's yeah. saying something considering Absolutely. how many yeah, great – he had five sacks, whatever, against the Bears a couple years ago. Three and a half. Four and a um, half. Four and a half. Four, yeah. Oh, is it four? Yeah. One and a half. Oh, so, I mean, he, he played out of his mind. So, just there's there was definitely good things to get into, then obviously a lot of troubling things. Um, we did have a couple of voicemails that we wanted to get to early, just kind of discussing this game. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and play those now. Yeah, I think we'll just do these back to back. So, this first one's from Tyler. Hey, Dogs Podcast. This is Tyler. I got four words for you. How about them Browns? What a win. The D wasn't great but they did just enough to get us the dub today. Need some work on that offense. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. I want to hear all about it. Go Browns. We will, but first, here's Avante. What's up with my dogs, man? I hope y'all enjoyed the game as much as I did. It was crazy. Uh, Had a lot of ups and downs in it, but nonetheless, we pulled it out, made some key stops when we needed to. Um, I was actually at the stadium at Lucas Oil, and I seen a whole lot of Browns fans, and it was damn near a Browns game. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Um, Dog Pound showed up, uh, showed out when he needed to. Um, I want to ask y'all, though, what was y'all thoughts on that Kevin Stefanski uh, first and one yard to go there at the end of the game? I hear a lot of people complaining about him not running it, but we had no timeout. So could you explain to the goofballs that <laughs> – don't know too much about football, why Kevin Stefanski decided to not run the ball on first and one yard to go. Go Browns. And just real quick, I do have another voicemail before we get into the Kevin stuff, but go ahead with the rest of the game quick. Okay. Uh, Well, did you guys, how surprised were you guys about the defense? I was on. Tackling? Just just like the general, just, yeah, just didn't. Didn't do the things we've seen him do all year. Tack, I think I thought it was by far our worst tackling performance, especially in the back end that we've had all season. Especially Juan, Juan Thornhill, man. It was yeah. rough. I, I, I kind of got the sense they read their own newspaper clippings all week. And um, we saw the hype video about them coming out uh, with the boombox on, how they took it from the Niners. And they were saying, copyright, call lawyer, and – and, and that's fine. I like like the yeah, cockiness and stuff like it. that. But it seemed to me like it just kind of went on a little bit longer than it needed to be. And it was kind of like they heard how good they were all week. And then they came out and they thought like the Colts were just going to lay down because they had a backup and we just beat the 49ers. And they, they didn't. Um, I didn't get to do the, the preview show for the Colts, but I sent in a text. And I was like, the, the Colts shouldn't be looked at as a trap game. And they shouldn't. We shouldn't, even if Watson played healthy, I did not think we should expect to just run him out of Lucas Oil. This team beat the Ravens with a healthy Lamar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had the same amount of wins as us coming in. So, I, I did not, it, it's like, it's, I almost felt like the defense just took him a little bit too light. Gardner Minshew, we've seen, can play at a high level 
for stretches at a time in the, in the league. So um, I look for that. It was almost like a wake up call. I'm happy we were able to still get the win and get a little bit of a wake up call yep. uh, because it's easier to correct those things and um, talk about them and feel good after a win. If you lose this game and you give up 38 to guard, you're going, you're, it's a lot more like skies falling yeah. in Cleveland yep. right now. hundred percent. Well, actually, well, here, let me just play this, uh, this voicemail from Fatal Gnome. He's got a couple here today. Fatal Gnome with another voicemail here. Miles Garrett certainly deserves his flowers, but at the same time, those offside calls and then giving up on the play entirely kind of cost us twice. Um, if you're going to get called for offsides, at least just continue to push through it so that it doesn't cost us on the back end. We know they're going to get a free play anyways, but why give them a touchdown on a free play? Um, and then Dustin, beautiful kicks. Career-long 58, got to love it. That's why we traded for him. Couldn't wait on York. Yeah, so what do you guys think about the miles jumping off sides and then doing nothing? Well, he said you, you can't jump and then stop. Yeah. Make, him, make, play, him, yeah, make him blow the play dead. If, make him go That's, and beat it. You it know? was pretty it's, simple. but I it felt I like the whole team stopped. Oh, yeah, for stopped. sure. Yeah. Everybody stopped. I think, like, what are we doing? I think he jumped so far off sides, they thought they were just going to play blow it dead. Yeah. And then they absolutely didn't. And it was just basically, it was a real free play. That's like, what yeah. it looked like to me is the defense thought the play was going to be blown dead. Yeah. But it didn't. It absolutely. Yeah. Didn't. yeah I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. like they got to, that you can't do that. And, and, and then it, the, he did it twice. And he had like an amazing game. Right, so it's right, like, right. you know, we're not going to, that's not going to overshadow all the great he did. But man, it's like, we can't have bonehead. When you're going to get nothing from the offense, <laughs> we can't have boneheaded plays. Like if, right. if teams are going to move the ball against us because they're good. I mean, the Colts have talent. Gardner Minshew can play at a high level for stretches of a time. Jonathan Taylor, blood league in rushing two years yep. ago. Zach Moss is second in the league in rushing yeah. this year. They have a good offensive line. Like they got some receivers that can play. So, like, if they came out, and, and not to mention, they have a good offensive coach. Yes. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, last night was the first time Jalen Hurts has really looked like Jalen Hurts since he lost the guy. So, um, if they came out and it was just like a, a slugfest and they're moving the ball and it's, you know, it's a battle of, like, these two offensive giants and it's an unmovable force against a movable object, okay. But to just give up touchdowns because we just stood there, like, you can't – we can't have breakdowns like that when you're we're literally not going to get anything out of the offense for the foreseeable future. So it's just, you can't, you can't have the mental breakdowns. I think that gets addressed. like, yeah, it's as soon as they get back in the building. So it's really nice that it happened in a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were talking about that earlier. It's like basketball. Like if you're going to foul the guy, foul the guy, don't let him make the shot and then take the free throw too. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just want to remind you guys, in Ohio, DraftKings is running a new promotion. You don't want to miss. New users can place a $5 first bet, instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs gets you these great bonuses, and it helps support our podcast. So if you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, and I highly encourage you to do so, Make sure you use the code the dogs or scan the QR code on the screen to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Um, did we want to talk about, he talked about a little bit about the, the play calling at the end of the game. Did yeah, we? I'm very oh yeah, I got that Absolutely. voicemail. I can play real quick on that. Go ahead. So I already know that everybody's going to talk about this, so I just want to bring it up real quick. 
the Browns being first and goal on the one-yard line, okay? So let's just go through the plays. The first play, because I already know everyone's talking about Stefanski and, oh, he's so stupid, he should be fired after this game, whatever. No, <laughs> I completely disagree. So first, the first down, literally, if you look at it, Harrison Bryant, wide open, but P.J. Walker, I mean, he is a backup quarterback. He forces the ball into Najoku, incomplete. Okay, on to the second down. He does the toss pet play to Najoku. If you watch that over, Najoku, if he catches that ball, Wills actually made a nice block, and he walks right in for a touchdown. He just didn't catch the ball. Okay, still a good play. If you look on the third down play, P.J. Walker unfortunately does miss Elijah Moore, but he was wide open for a touchdown right at the back of the end zone. So realistically, all three of those plays should have been touchdowns. It's just unfortunate the way they all worked out. I mean, thankfully, on the fourth play, we finally got in with Kareem Hunt. And I don't disagree that maybe a couple of those should have been just runs to Hunt or maybe like jump him over the top or something. But if if people just take a second and don't worry about the outcome and look at the play and how it should have actually been run out, then they would realize that realistically, all three of those should have been a touchdown. I completely. So if, if they run it on first down, you basically, you have two downs. Yeah. I bet the clock yeah. is running. If you get lucky, you get two downs. Um, that play with Najoku was the one of the most incredible defensive plays I've ever seen. That literally, it was a touchdown, and the kid punched the ball out at the last second. It was insane. Punched it. Oh, you oh, about the, the first down. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch yeah, it out. Same. If he does, is, was it second down? Or hit it for, with his face mask, yeah. Yeah, no, second down. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, where he lobs in the, it in the corner. And yeah. Go, and the, yeah. Incredible play by the defense. That literally, I was watching it and I was like, wow, good. I mean, good for that kid. That was incredible. That should have been a touchdown. And then I'm very fine with the last, you, you're at right there, run the ball in. It's all or nothing. Kareem Hunt, you know, he's been known to do that. And uh, I'm fine with the play calling. I think that Avante said the same thing. If, if you run the ball on first down, you're basically, you're going to have to either spike it or you lose it down, or you're trying to rush up and then you get one shot at it. I had no problem with play calling at the end of the game. Um, me, yeah, me neither. And uh, something I saw Quincy Carrier point out last night is if you run the ball, you got to hurry up so fast to get to the line. A false start's a 10-second runoff. That's exactly yep. right. Yep. Uh, Good point, I hadn't John. thought about that. Good any point, penalty, John. All, all any credit to Quincy on that. But. No, because I was just about to say it. Oh, I was a total drunk fan going, screaming, yelling, run it, run it. And then after like knowing a little bit more about the game and being more low present, I was like, we did a good job. <laughs> no, it's, it's hard to get set. I mean, even with say no 10 second runoff, you know how, how many seconds you can waste off the clock by just like trying to get, Literally, set. you don't even know your Colts, the Colts wouldn't even get they, up. The, get up. They, yeah. We would waste 20 seconds just trying to get out yes. of the pile. You got an incomplete pass. The clock stops. You got the full play clock to get set and get, get your play ready. Well, and it's like, and that was Stacy by the way. So it's like Stacy said, we ran four straight touchdown plays. Like Kevin called four plays that went for touchdowns. The first three just were not executed properly. No, and, and, and like Justin said, the first down play was executed pretty well. The guy just made a crazy yeah, play. Okay, that's crazy you know effort I mean? play. Yeah. Um, Great effort play. Like the play calling w- was fine. Like Maxi, coach still garbage. It, please tell me why. Why is he still garbage? We're four and two. He's over 500 in his career. And let's just go through a timeline of some of the stuff that Kevin Stefanski's dealt with since becoming the head coach of the, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, his first season, in which he won coach of the year for the record. Uh, there was no training camp, uh-huh. basically no practices. Every meeting was virtual. 
uh, we he had a lineman play who was learning people's names and getting practice in the parking garage before a game. Right, because our entire wide receiver unit was out. Yes. That's game. So he dealt with that in his first year. Okay, in his second year, Baker uh, gets injured and plays like absolute dog crap all season. Uh, His third year, he's got to coach 11 games with Jacoby Brissett and then six games with a Deshaun Watson that hasn't played in, in 700 days. And then this year, he has started a practice squad quarterback uh, for essentially two games, he has lost his running back, lost his quarterback, started a fifth-round rookie against the Ravens. Oh, and by the way, go look at the defenses we've played in the first uh, six games of this season. We're not playing scrubs. We're not in the NFC South. We don't get to play uh, all these bums. We don't get to play the Vikings and the Bears that everybody that Baker's got to play this year. We've played the Steelers. We've played the Bengals pass rush. We've played the Ravens. Uh, 49ers. The 49ers. <laughs> like, give me a break, dude. It's it's unbelievable. I watched Kevin get zero credit for the win against the Niners. It all went to Jim Schwartz. And then a game where the defense looks like pretty much like ass for most of the game. There's Jim Schwartz isn't getting any flack for how bad his defense looked, but people are still going to say that Kevin Stefanski can't coach. He just won a game in which he had to play P.J. Walker again. It's true. And like, the de- defense gave up how many yards? God, I don't even know. And I, 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 450? Over 400 oh for sure. 456? And I just keep asking, like, go go show me. I had this one guy on Twitter say, yeah, his left tackle is not playing well, and he lost Chubb, and he doesn't have his quarterback, but that's all the excuses I'm going to give him. Well, how many does he need before you're like, oh, man, the fact that he's even won four games this year is impressive. Go Go find me the offensive coach. In this league, pick one and say he has to go put out this great offense that you guys all went. And he doesn't get his starting quarterback. He doesn't get his starting running back. And his left tackle is only going to play decent sometimes. And tell me and tell me the games he's going to win and the offensive numbers he's going to put up. I've said it before and I'll say it. The fact that Kevin Stefanski is over 500, it's literally a miracle. Most coaches wouldn't have survived this three and a quarter year stretch. So anywhere, not just in Cleveland. And he put 39 points on the board. Yes. 39. Yeah. I like, I still can't believe it. I was telling these guys, I was kicking rocks all game. I didn't. And I'd look at the score. I'm like, I can't believe we got 20 points. I can't believe we've got 26 points. I can't believe we've got 31 <laughs> points. I can't believe we've got 39 points. Like it was crazy. It's you awesome. Know? Wild game. So and, yeah. Did you see Max's reply to you? No. Play calling is outdated from 11 years ago. That wouldn't translate to four <laughs> and two against the schedule we just had. Well, and, and there's, you can't, there, how can you evaluate that? How, how can you evaluate this? We can talk about the scheme and say what you want about the scheme, but how can you truly evaluate it when you're running with PJ Walker and DTR and Jerome Ford and P, you know, you don't have Chubb. If we, if we were uh, two and four and we had a healthy Watson and we had a healthy Chubb and everything was going well, I would listen to you, but we are four and two and we've played with literal practice squad players at the most important position on the field. Like, yep. give me a break about the play calling. Give, stop. Well, don't tell I us bet. to dumb down the play calling for the backup quarterback and then say that our play calling is outdated. Yes. that yeah. was. An, I had people saying uh, the offense was so boring. Run the ball first and second down, then it's third and long. The quarterback has to throw it. <laughs> I just listened to you people two weeks ago say how we threw it too much. If he would have thrown it on first and second down and threw a pick, you'd be screaming about why are we throwing the ball so much? He doesn't know what he's doing. This guy could literally – he could cure cancer. Answer and you'd be mad that um, th- we're going to lose like uh, 
tax money from cancer research. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, let's talk about the, you know, you should run it on first and second down. Uh, When we do, we usually get half a yard. So (laughs) Jerome Ford yesterday had 74 yards rushing on 11 carries, 6.7 yards a carry, right? People on Twitter are like, hey, man, he's a very good running back. I'm like, really? Because he had one rush for 69 yards. Other than that, he ran 10 times for five yards. Yeah. It's a half a yard of carry, guys. He he's he's not good. We're, we're he's, second and long every time we run it on first down with Jerome Ford. Pierre Strong needs to get more touches, and he's going to now yes. because Jerome Ford's out one to two weeks. Ford is fine in his mix it up role uh, when he gets some stuff on like a toss, like and he can just get outside, get around the edge, and use it. But man, he takes so many negative to zero negative runs or no gains. He doesn't break any tackles. His he does. He's tough. Man. He's so yeah. He's Trent Richardson, like with his vision. Mm. It's just it's rough. He like that's that's what I don't get about. What are you guys expecting out of the offense? Our wide receiver core outside of Amari Cooper is not good. Okay, I know we expected the wide receiver core to be good this year because we expected Deshaun Watson to be elevating them. You're not getting any elevation out of the quarterback position right now. Like these Elijah Moore and D I tried to tell you guys about DPJ and all I heard was that he wasn't going to be back. He's going to price himself out of the Browns. Cause he was going to, I tried to tell you the dude's got like six catches this year. He's, he's doing nothing. It's just, you have to chill with the offense. Like until Deshaun Watson is a hundred percent healthy and can come back and give us like six games in a row. We, we have no idea what we have on offense. We just don't. There's been too much like upheaval with the quarterback position because when you when you watch the game and we were up in the 600s and we're high up there right and you look down in the place you can see them open and you can see you can tell the well the quarterback wasn't right in this game right but the like the biggest thing is is they're open at points the ball is coming out too late whether it's a hair late a second late it's always too late and there's a lot of little stuff underneath that's being missed just give the ball to the athletes and let them make plays. Instead of heaving it down all the time, you know. But I think Stefanski calls guys open; they're just not getting hit. That oh. needs to change, and it's because of the upheaval in quarterbacks. Yes, yeah, like PJ Walker, gutsy performances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, don't sure. want, I, I don't want to take anything away no. from the guy. Oh, yeah. He's being put in a tough situation. I mean, he was literally on the practice squad. Still, he just got elevated today. Okay, so the fact that he's even being asked to go out there and perform at a high level—it's literally like not. Well, he's there for, okay? Um, but it's not even just like the bad throws. It's the throws he's not making, like mm-hmm. Kenny is saying. There were times when the, Col- when the Colts beat us on that one blitz. They would blitz somebody in like the A-gap and then somebody off the edge. The, almost every time they did that, Njoku's wide open on yeah. a hot read. Almost 100%. every time. And all he has to do is just catch the snap, plant his foot, and just throw it to Njoku, and it's probably 10 yards. And then they won't do that play anymore. <laughs> but they just kept doing it because he just kept sitting there holding the ball and taking a huge sack. It's just like the you're just not going to get anything out of that. And unfortunately, I'm pretty sure we're just stuck. Like we're not, we're not getting a quarterback. It's just I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, th- I think we're stuck too, but maybe we want to talk a little bit about what we're talking about early. We've got to elevate PJ Walker a third time, or he's been his third time. So I think we have to sign him to the. That's what um, somebody. Now. Oh, Andrew Jackson just said in the chat. I think that means he has to be on the active roster now. I'm pretty sure. Is it three times? Who, PJ? Yeah. Yeah. He either, we either have to put him on the roster, or he has to clear waivers to go back to the practice squad. 
Yeah, and he could not. potentially clear waivers, but are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, right. because then you're sitting there with DTR as the only usable quarterback on this roster right yes. now. Yep. Um, I know I've heard we've heard a lot of talk about uh, – well, somebody says has passed Elijah Moore for 30 yards in the final drive. Yes. It, what's frustrating is you see him make that throw, and you're like, just do yeah. that. Where is that all the time? <laughs> what about that throw to Amari Cooper on the sideline? I, Amari Cooper, I'll tell you what, can – and he can make some catches. So and he's always open. Yeah, just gotta get him the ball. Yes. Um, I keep hearing like go get Jacoby Brissett, and people are throwing Cousins' names out or Kirk Cousins' name out. Um, I don't think any of that's happening. I think that I think that Jacoby Brissett could be an a realistic option for the Browns to explore. I don't think for sure. I think Kirk uh-huh. Cousins is worth a phone call, but I don't think anything will ever come of that. He's not I waving agree. his no trade clause to come to a team that can't give him an extension. Correct. He already and we said can't afford that. He already said he's not going to waive his no trade uh, clause anyway. Anyways. Yeah. And then he wouldn't do it. He already said he doesn't want to play like the moving around the country game with his family. Yeah. He's, he's got a young kids. settled in quarterback. You know what I mean? Uh, he, so he already said he doesn't want to do that. So he's not going to waive it to come here to play, you know, 10 games or whatever. Also, we don't want him to play 10 games because I don't think De- Deshaun's injury, I don't believe, is season-ending. I, I As, couldn't the, even the, tell you anymore. The problem with his no injury idea. is we have no details except for now it's the, the it's micro tears in the rotator cuff. When it's, and he's starting, okay, he's yeah. starting against Seattle. So call me so. crazy, but I don't care that we don't have details. That's, I know. I'm just I'm saying it, that, it makes it hard for us to speculate yeah. on any kind of timeline because what I saw on Sunday is He's this dude ready. can't throw a football. No. So does is seven days going to completely change that? It, so, so far from being ready to throw football, in my think, opinion. Do you think it's health or do you think it's rust again? Because I can't, I can't figure out. He gets looking okay, and then it's almost like back to the Texans game where it's just like that's true. The balls in the dirt. The balls are the, 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 the throwing motion looks terrible, and I don't know if it's just because the pressure is right there on him. But yesterday I was like, oh, this is this is. <laughs> This isn't it. This so, isn't going to be what we need to win. The collective Cleveland side. Wait, what were you <laughs> saying? He was like kind of shot putting it or alligator. Yeah, oh, alligator yeah. arm in it. I, 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 the first throw to Jerome Ford on the check down, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> like, that's not good. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't it, have it. He looked, he, he was this. Like, this is all he was doing. Like, he was throwing darts mm-hmm. instead of throwing a football. But to, they say he looked fine. Who said that? The team. <laughs> the coaches, yeah, okay. the team. Deshaun himself said, yeah. no. he told uh, a DT or whatever her name is pregame, yeah. no limitations on anything I can do. I can throw the ball, no problem. Well, I mean, So if that's the case, then that's just him being bad. And then if that's just him being bad. We're in bad shape. We're, we're effed. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> very yes. And I don't, I'm trying, I don't want to panic. We've defended the signing, and I would – even knowing, even say he is bad, I still would defend the signing because I would rather my team try to go do something than just be okay with mediocre. mediocre. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but man, like, there he has looked really freaking bad more than he's looked even serviceable. There's so, red flags. Carrie in the chat said, I was hearing from different places, a micro tear that you need like four months rest or surgery. Um, I was talking to a physical therapist who she's dealt with a ton of rotator cuff injuries, very similar to what they they're saying Deshaun has. And she said from her experience, I mean, everybody's different, obviously in recovery, but she said most athletes with proper, like, uh, rehabbing with their trainers and stuff, one to two weeks. And they're usually back to playing full strength. 
I'm like, well, it's been like a month almost now. So was the initial injury worse than what we've been told? And, or, or do I don't know. Like, or how much are you getting worried that like we were wrong and this dude can't play and, oh, he, I, and all of a sudden he realizes he can't play and he's like, just get me out of here. I'm a little worried. Like, what's, what's the chat? Because I did post a poll here. Let's see. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of the chat is 44% max panic level reach, oh, 50% semi worried, and only 6% not worried. So, everybody for the most part has some concern. I will say I'm slightly worried. I, that's be- fair because until, oh, yeah. until I see I'm him, worried for sure. Until there's a stretch of games, I can't, I, there's just no way to evaluate him right now. There's just, there's absolutely no way. But he needs to, they need to officially declare him like, yes, I am healthy. That way we can that way we can judge him just like we judged Baker last year. He said, I am healthy, so I judged him as he was healthy. Okay. So he did that to himself. Yeah, that's true. Um, so if he comes out and says, I can throw the ball, I am healthy, I am fine, then I want him to play. I want to see a solid month of football out of the guy, four or five, six games in a row, so we can truly evaluate what we have. Yeah. And it's gotta look a whole hell of a lot better. Then it's looked for 99% of his time. We talked about this on the Discord episode earlier. My biggest concern right now comes from the fact that he's been a Cleveland Brown for 23 games, and he's only played in nine of them. And he's only looked really good for like six quarters. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. That is what worries me. So it goes right to your point. If you cut out, like take a look at the whole Stefanski era with quarterbacks, and if you take out numbers, color, whatever, hair that makes you different than others – you take out all the quarterbacks except for Jacoby Brissett, nobody can run this offense. Like, they all look the same. Bad throws, can't get the ball on time. Like, it, it, it seems like it's all the same thing. And it seems like Deshaun Watson's falling in that pattern right now. You know what I mean? And I just, I, I just, I don't see where he's going. I know the feel from Browns fans at the game, they're sick of seeing the guy. They're sick of hearing about the quarter billion dollars. They're sick of the same output every single week. They don't want to deal with it. Like they, people weren't cheering when he got injured. They were cheering because they don't have to see this guy anymore. Like some people want to see PJ Walker more than they want to see him. And it's like a dislike thing or they're just sick of it. You know, it's just a, 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 a terrible roller coaster ride right now. Like they're the, when it's up, it's man, Tennessee game. Whoa, holy crap. There it is. Hey, things are coming together. But then I just feel like he can't stay on the field or whether it's suspension or injury or whatever's going on. We just can't get enough sample size to go, it's, is this our guy? And I'm, the, the crazy thing is we're locked in. This is our guy. It's such a He's hot topic issue. Like we're driving from Indy to here. We're listening to Indianapolis football. <coughs> and you know what they're talking about? Deshaun Watson. What, how are the Browns treating this injury? What's going on in Cleveland? They just lost a game. They're, they're, they're like three and four now. They're not talking about any of that. They're talking about us. And I was like, oh, this is just. This is too much, like, you know. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and sweater weather. But more importantly, it's the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and cozy comfort food. And let's go back to that tailgating. There's no better way, no better food to celebrate with at your tailgates and fall cookouts than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all of your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com, 
Right now, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, these possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them 50% off during the semi-annual sale, and every bite is backed by Omaha Steaks 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter that promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. Uh, here, what Maxie says, wonder who's making him look that bad. Well, you guys all want Jacoby back. Whose offense did he play in last year? And he looked pretty good, right? Yeah. Like that, that nobody, nobody has ever looked this bad in Kevin's offense. Other, even like not healthy Baker was better than so, this. So I've heard this from some other people. Do you think that Deshaun looks bad in Stefanski's offense because it's much more structured than what he had in Houston? Because under Bill O'Brien down there, it was almost like Le- or LeBron. It was almost like Deshaun was playing LeBron ball where it was just hero ball. Go out there and do your thing, make a play here and there. Where in Stefanski's offense, it's timing, rhythm, executing, you know, t- all that kind of stuff. You would think a great passing. football player could adjust to that, but... I, I'm not going to blame Kevin right now. I just can't do that. Um, Deshaun, I was super excited when we made that trade, and I'm, I, still, I, I am still predicting that he gets better. Uh, and I say better, I mean better at playing football. Mm-hmm. But I, he hasn't played well. I just don't want to blame that on the coach. I, gotta, I didn't say that nobody but Brissett has looked good in this offense. I said Baker. I said Brissett looked good in this offense. I didn't say he was the only one. Baker looked good in Kevin's first year with him also. Okay, so that's why I'm saying you can't blame the offense. Of You can't blame the scheme all for Deshaun's poor play when we've had lesser quality quarterbacks look a million times better in this scheme. P.J. Walker's won the only two games I, he's played. And I was just going to talk about P.J. Like, P.J. Walker actually... I don't want to phrase this like he looks good in this offense. Like he can run the offense. He just can't execute it. You know what I mean? Like he's making the throws. They're just late or they're missing guys or he's not seeing guys. But I mean, it's there. He just isn't able to do it. The problem for me is like for now that we're this far into the season, this is a a very good defense that can take us pretty far places. This is a team that's pretty nice. I'm not confident at all that pj walker can take us to the places that we want to go and honestly the way deshaun has played up and down i'm not sure that he can take us to the places we want to go but that's where we're at i mean there's no really other options dtr sure as hell isn't going to take us to where we want to go i think you can um i think like if deshaun doesn't play against seattle that's probably a loss and then if he doesn't play against Arizona, I think we can win that game fair, yeah. with PJ. Okay. But then, like, after that, Deshaun's got to be back. Mm-hmm. He's got to be back. And if the injury, like you said, if the injury is what they said it is, which from Deshaun's mouth, that's what he said it was. Right. Okay. Then by the time we get to the Cardinals, that's what, six weeks, seven yeah. weeks? Like, he should be fine. And, it, and if he's not then I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but something else is going on. And that's where, like, the messaging, the just... Does anybody else just feel like it's weird? I don't know how else to explain it. It just feels weird. It just it kind feels, of stinks It does little. feel... The weirdest thing... It, it, felt, it started feeling weird when they put him in, and then they took him right back out, and then... 
They're like, oh, you know, we just don't want him to get hurt. Well, why was he out there then? When they said he's like, he passed the concussion test. There they go with the, well, he was cleared. Again, why did they say that the first time, though? You know, it's just, did he slip up? What's going on? Cleveland should have kept Dobbs. I, I 100% agree with that. If, uh, I don't, he's just doing okay. Here, here, I still agree stay, with that. I'm, I, will, I will proudly agree with that statement. If you stay off the internet and off of X, it's not as like, big of a shitstorm as you think. It's just mm-hmm. there's so many, like you just can't get on there. Everybody's got a conspiracy theory. Everybody's saying something dumb. It's like I don't mind that nobody outside of the Browns organization knows what's going on. I want that in-house. Keep okay. your stuff in-house. I don't want every report. I don't want every reporter to just be able to leak every single thing about the Browns. We've had that before, and it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Like, let the media circus happen around you as long as your house is in order. And from what I like in the house, you don't hear anything coming out about like problems or not being on the same page or anything like that. So to be like, we might be frustrated because we don't one hundred percent go on, know what's going on. But if I'm the Browns. I don't really give a shit about me, you know, like, who am I? I don't deserve, I don't deserve an explanation about somebody's injury or anything like that. They don't owe me that. They don't owe me anything. They owe it to their guys to do what's best for the team inside the locker room. Right. Which then leads everybody outside to go, okay, so what they're telling us is he's injured. Oh wait, no, he's fine to play. And then he goes on the field and plays like garbage. So is he injured or is he garbage? And then here we are. But take away kind of that speculation stuff. Just look at the facts. Like I've seen a lot of people saying, let's just, let's just find somebody who wants him and trade him. Let's just cut him guys. No, who, let, let, who let's said just, that? He's a $220 million. <laughs> who, who said that? Yeah. That's, that's a ton of people. Saying dude, just go look, dude. So oh he's a $220 goodness, million. Dollar. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Guys sorry, on our show I'm commenting sorry. to say, I'm cut sorry, him. Go ahead. $220 million dead cap. He's owed 19 million this year. So if we, it, it would cost us $200 million to get rid of him. We can't That's do why you that. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're, hey. We're so this is a down. situation where if he's healthy, then he's got to be out there. He's paid to be our starter. He has to be the starting quarterback. He has to be on the field. I'm, what I don't like is that we're, we're protecting him stuff. Protecting him from what you said he was healthy. He's the starter. Put him in the game. Make him play because he's the starter. If he's hurt, tell us that and hold him out. But it's just, it's so back and forth. So I, I had the theory that Stefanski watched him throw five passes, two of which should have been picked. We got lucky that the one was overturned. Yeah. And he went, this dude's going to throw eight picks today. (laughs) And if he looks looks this bad for the whole game, one, we're not winning. And two, it is going to be a crap storm of crap storms all week. If he comes, if he plays an entire game like this and he saw him go down and hit his head and land a little awkward. And he thought, I can get this guy out and just save him for a week because this is doing nobody any good because he clearly was not going to be good. He looked, my biggest problem too is if the, even if the shoulder's injured and and even pre-injury outside of really the Titans game, it's not even the throwing, which is still a concern because he just throws balls into the ground all the time for some reason. He looks lost. Yes. We were talking about how he just looks lost. He just looks like he's never played football before. And I don't know if, like, he's just got it in his head. Like, I have to be great because I'm making all this money. And if I'm not great, everybody's going to say it was uh, the worst move. And I got, it. I can, like, prove my innocence with my play and, like, all this. 
And so like, I don't know if he just can't deal with it mentally. Like if he's just not mentally strong enough to deal with it. But um, like, if not, that, like that's an issue. Let's get this guy a Lights. therapist or, yeah. or, or something because um, yeah, he just, even when he's out there and he's not hurt, 99% of the time he's looked lost. He, he just looks like he has never played football before. You see that in his um, turnover, the, the turnover numbers he's had since he's been the starter for the Browns. I mean, in Houston, that's what he was lauded for. He had the always low interceptions, right? I mean, usually, I think, I think on a yearly basis, he didn't throw a lot of picks. It's like all he does now. Yeah. Yeah, poor decision-making. Uh, like, yesterday, I was going to say no zip on the ball. Is it injury? Is it because he's second-guessing himself? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just tough. It's it's worrisome. Again, I'm not gonna 100 percent press the panic button on him until I get like an actual sample size of games. But to say it to be watching him right now and to say you're zero percent worried, I feel like you'd be lying to yourself a little bit. It's fair. Um, we got any more voicemails you want to get to? Well, I think we had one about Deshaun. So maybe we'll just wrap up that talk with uh, another fatal gnome here. What's up, Browns fans? It's Patreon member Fatal Gnome. And I mean we gotta win. Finally had some some calls go our way. Certainly questionable. However, I think uh I mean everybody's been talking about Watson and his throwing. It it didn't look good. And I think that's because of so the shoulder. Um it's just we already knew that and it was to be expected. He might have thrown good in practice, he might have thrown good pregame. But when the bullets start flying and he's really got to press the ball in there, that's when that shoulder is going to give him issues. Uh, I think he needs to go to IR. And I think we need to make a trade for a quarterback. Um, I think Jacoby's the most people's answers. He's been in the system. He played well under Stefanski. He can manage the game well. Um, and there's you know a few other names you could probably go for. You could probably look at Dalton. I don't think he's great. But I think it's better servicing than P.J. Walker. Again, I, I think Foles or Wentz might be another option. Again, not great. I don't like that, but still better than P.J. Walker. Um, I guess what are your thoughts? So I got two things. I think Jacoby is obviously like the smart thing to do, and I would definitely welcome bringing him back. I would caution people, though, that if we were to pull this off, I don't know if you're going to get the same Jacoby you got last year. Last year, he had Nick Chubb, okay? He doesn't have the strong running. He's not going to come in here and have the strong running game and stuff like that to lean on. Like, where it's going to be Jacoby. You have to to make some throws and stuff like that. So I would just caution. Don't think if we somehow pull off Jacoby, we're just all of a sudden offense is going to just be, you know, in sync and perfect. Um, and then I wanted to address a comment here. It said, uh, where did it go? Something about... 230 million uh oh, 230 million contract will make someone look lost or at least look as though they are putting aren't putting 100% since the money is guaranteed that's an ignorant uh argument all these guys I've heard that a lot from people all these yep. dudes so where's the cutoff to to complacency 
because a, a lot of the, like Lamar is making what 200 million guarant fully guaranteed. So you mean to tell me Lamar is only making 200 fully guaranteed. So he still has to go out there and prove himself and price right, so 30 level. million dollars. Is that cut off? Yes. Like that's such a, all these dudes are making enough guaranteed money, at least all like these top end quarterbacks that right. they're never going to have to work again for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they just, could all quit now and be Patrick Mahomes is making a half a billion dollars. Okay, all these big quarterbacks also have such huge endorsement deals off of the field that they could never play another down of football again, and they will be set, and their kids will be set, and their kids' kids will be set. So you can't, the 230 fully guaranteed, it literally means nothing. All of these guys are making an astronomical amount of guaranteed money. Right. Like, I don't think Joe Burrow looked at those first few games for the Bengals where they were playing horrible and was like, yeah, I got I got a lot of guaranteed money in here. I don't really care. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like that, 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 or it's just, it's a lazy argument. It's just like, uh, it's, it's honestly, it's like what my dad would say. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's like a, you know, the boomers, but okay. Boomer. Like, you know, I, I think that as Browns fans, and this is just my personal opinion, just over the years, I think we're just so, so desperate just to like solidify that position. Our whole lives we've waited just to have, a QB one that we knew was just going to go out there game on the line. And it was a win. And I, for the most part, we haven't had that. No. And so I think a, a lot of like these comments and stuff like that, it's more of just like a frustration. It's a, I don't want to say desperation, but we, we went out and signed this guy for a lot of money and everybody went, okay, we got our guy. You know, this is the guy that that guy looked incredible in Houston so I think that just a lot of that, like the all oh, two thirty million. Now he's just going to relax and just not do anything. This is what Cleveland does. Obviously, that has happened. We've signed some receivers, and then they catch thirteen balls, you know, <laughs> a million a catch. But I think that that's just where that that's just frustration, and I and I get it. Like I understand it as a fan, but this is the market right now for quarterbacks too. Though they're yeah. all making this money. Yes. It's such a hot topic issue. I mean, like it's it's a scab that the media just likes to pick at and it sets people off. And then, you know, emotionally or rationally or even after a game, after a couple pops, people just throw up whatever they want to say. And a lot of it has to do with the money. So they always say, oh, it's, he, he's quit on the team. He's just making too much. And, and great point by you. He's not quitting on the team. He keeps showing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, then it's the, the injury thing makes people crazy, too, because they just want what's really going on. Fortunately, you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. And that's going to have to carry its way out. And then who else made the point here? We feel stuck. And when yeah. people feel stuck, they, they lash out irrationally. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that's what happens. Uh, Dwayne Bow, that was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yep. Um, yeah, and that, that's why people go so crazy over it, right? And they're like, cut him and not thinking of what they're saying. You're not going to cut a guaranteed core billing. No, no franchise would do that. Like, that's insane. I, um, I've heard some people say, like, we had people say, it's the worst move. We have no future, uh, no money, and all this stuff. I'm like, well, one, uh, we're, what, lead the league in cap space this year. And obviously, we have to roll a lot over, it, yeah. over to it next year. But we're going to be fine because we did that. Okay. We planned for the future Two, We only have one more season. I don't know if people realize this, like next year, we don't have a first round pick. Then we're right back to having first. It's only one more year. Yeah. And we've, we've cried for years about how the Browns don't know how to use their first round picks effectively on players. Yes. What did first, so round, who cares? <laughs> what did first round picks do for us for my entire life? Nothing. 
It did nothing. <laughs> the you know what I mean? Go jersey. And, and if Andrew Barry, like Martin Emerson was a third round pick, I think everybody likes him. Mm-hmm. You know, JOK, second round pick, playing at a Grant Delpit, level second this year. Round pick. Grant Delpit, second. You know what I mean? Like Trent Richardson was a first round pick. <laughs> you know, DeJuan Jones was a what, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, there were two people I wanted to talk about DeJuan Jones. It is crazy to me. Like, he's almost, he's fit in so seamlessly. That I I almost forget he's out there. Mm-hmm. Like he's just you don't have you don't hear about him. The guy going over him you don't hear about. Like it's just he's just like steadfast in a rock out there. It's it's crazy to you, me that this dude is a fifth round rookie. He led the team yesterday in pass block grade uh, for the Browns eighty two point nine. Gave up one pressure the entire game and it was just a hurry. No so like, sacks, no hits. Talk about saving grace. I don't want to be. I don't want to be mean to our friend, but I don't know if I've ever seen anybody be more wrong about anything in my entire life than DF was about Dewan Jones. <laughs> he definitely did not like him, but I mean, like, the, like, why did that guy drop? Because he said he liked basketball. Yeah, That's I think crazy. there was some work ethic questions too. That I, I don't know. I, either way, Daniel Jeremiah, I, man, that guy always says you never pass on freakish talent. Guys like. Um, uh, Titans running back there. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, thank you. Mm-hmm, no All problem. guys like that, you just never pass on. It's, it may be boom or bust, but you if it's boom, like you'll reap the yeah. benefits. You know what I mean? And we certainly are with that dude. Um, so, the, like, I wanted to touch on him real quick, and then I think we would be doing a disservice to, to the fans if we didn't discuss, arguably, I would say behind Jim Schwartz, the second biggest move of oh, the offseason yes. yeah. in yes. trading for Dustin Hopkins. Wow. Like, the Browns wouldn't be four and two if we stood Kate York. Nope. Jack said no. we'd be one and five. Yep, and he's pretty accurate on that. Like, I'm just so it, happy just that we decided it was the kicker, not the holder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember no what everyone kidding. was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Story. We, yeah. we, we were tossing that around. We well, out. There was compelling evidence. Yeah, the stats left a trail. This is why we don't manage football teams or fantasy football teams. So he he made a 58 yarder yesterday that would have been good from. 65 plus and i was like i didn't know this dude had that had that still we were worried he didn't because all of his stats going into it were when it was what yeah. 50 plus he was he what good. one for yeah. five or something last yeah. year or something like that remember we signed him and everybody's talked about how he didn't have a leg anymore we we're like well that's fine we just need to make extra points and yep. knock yep. in those 25 30 yarders this dude is saving us right now yes yeah. and it's like i feel Every time he goes out there, I feel confident he's going to make it. Absolutely, and he's he's not only he's earned so much of my trust. He's inevitably big. Gonna he's going to miss one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even when he did against the Niners, I was like, he'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Like, like never skip yeah. the beat for me. So, but he's earned my trust to the point like where even w- when he does miss one, I know he's going to miss one. It's not end of the world. Like it'll be like, oh damn it, we got to make our kicks. But I know that the next time he comes out, he's probably going to make it. I mean, the dude's been incredible. He's literally behind Jim Schwartz, the second biggest addition to this team right now. Agreed. Yeah, no, those those two signings were amazing. Mm. And yeah, so um, in credit to to the Browns front office, they drafted Cade York. I mean, pretty high for a kicker, yep. and just getting drafted is you know a big thing. Yep. And they they weren't afraid to pivot and admit the mistake up, and, right? and do something about it. So a couple of these like stats from yesterday that I saw on Twitter, um, Adam Schefter said after making his 54 yard field goal uh, in Cleveland's game, uh, Hopkins is now the first NFL kicker ever to convert a 50 plus yard field goal in five consecutive games during the same season. And we were wow. terrified about that. 
Yeah, well, that's that's where he was fifty so percent was from fifty so yards out and out. Yeah, and Cle- and a lot of those kicks have been in Cleveland. Yeah, and then on back on to uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, oh. He's the first player since ninety one to have two plus sacks, two plus force fumbles, and a blocked field goal in the same game. I, his his um. So when he blocked the field goal, I, I'm I'm watching, and obviously they're a little bit zoomed out, so you can see the yeah. kick. So I didn't see how it got blocked. I just saw it got blocked, and I was pumped. And then they showed the replay, and I like. Yeah, almost fell out. I was like, "Wait, yeah. did Miles just do like teleport? Like, did my eyes just did it? Did I <laughs> yeah. imagine that? that? Yeah, he, the way if he touches that guy, it's a penalty. Yep, mm-hmm. but he just straight clears him. <laughs> he's not human. He's two hundred ninety-five pounds. Build a statue. I'm okay with it. <laughs> He's 295. Oh, there's going to be a statue. Build a statue. There's going to be a statue. He, he, he played. Build it for him. That is the miles. <laughs> and sometimes, like, we've got on the show you, and I'm we've talked about, yes. um, like, we want to see him give 100% effort all the time. And, and, like, we just are waiting for him to really, like, he's always been super, super good, but we're waiting for him to just, like, really break out and become, like, the guy that we think he could be. And I think we all talked about it this year with the, some of the running mates he's going to have. Like, I think we all said this is going to be a coming out year for miles, which might've sounded stupid because he's on like a hall of fame trajectory already. Right. right. But we just felt like this was going to be the year that you really saw him become the kind of guy that just every game you feel his presence in man, this game was, I'm telling you, this is one of the best games I've ever seen. A guy, I mean, he plays with his hand in the ground. He's yeah. not a stand-up line, but, and and he affected the game in that manner. Like, it was unbelievable. Todd said he's got nine tackles, and the first thing I noticed about him before any of the awesome stuff that we're talking about happened is he was up and down the line of scrimmage yep. tackling. And I'm like, yep. Miles ready today. Yep. You know, yes. by, by the end of the, uh, what, first he had three, four tackles already? I'm like, oh, he's getting after it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, were, there yep. were times coming into this year where if they ran away from Miles – he wasn't getting those like chase down tackles. He wasn't he wasn't squeezing down and tackling the guy from behind for a loss or one yard gain. Like you see some of these like a Micah Parsons or a TJ Watt, they try to run away from him. Yeah. And a lot of times if you run away from the like the outside guy, you don't block him. You know what I mean? Because he's not supposed to be able to make the play. And those guys, they still make the play. And Miles is kind of seemed like, oh, they're not running my way. I'm just gonna take this play off. He's not doing that this year. I was I uh I've been at times very critical of Miles because I Wondered, if, you know, is there an effort issue? Like, I felt like there's just times, you know, over the past past few years, there maybe take plays off. I take back everything that I've <laughs> ever said. Uh, that dude is not real. He is not real life. He is completely next level. You can tell the addition of Schwartz uh, has energized him. Like he Bought he in. believes in it. Um, you can tell like having a little bit of help. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do everything himself. So he doesn't have to conserve energy uh, for the fourth quarter and that kind of, you know what I mean? Like he can go out there and go balls to the wall and know like if I have to come out for a player or two, the next guy we bring in can still go out and be productive. Oh man, I'm, I'm oh. energized, man. Like I see that guy <laughs> getting moved around. Like I, I could only imagine what he thinks. Awesome. Like, oh, I get to be detackled. Like I get to rush in. Like I get to complete these plays. Like this is amazing. Instead of line up on the outside, try and rush, go too wide. You know, yeah, like and, I mean, we I, saw last year. It's got to be frustrating for Miles throughout his career to know that he's got the potential to do all these other different things, but they're either not letting him or they just don't want to. They're not utilizing him. It's like, I could do more for you guys if you would just let me. And now they're like, go for it. Unleashed. Yes. Um, I know it's late and we're, we're getting ready to wrap this up, but Breeze, Breeze. Oh, yeah. We, we talked all late. about this. I, already. I, go back and watch slide. the beginning and just take a second to think. I don't want to be like too mean to somebody listening, but be smarter. 
Be, be smarter. You do not. You do not run the ball when you have no time. Like you want all four tries, don't you? It's not guaranteed to get it on the first. Well, run it in with Cream Hunt. Is that a guarantee? Are the Colts going to be like, oh, Kevin decided to run it, and that's the right play call, so we have to let him score? No, that's yeah. it's not a guarantee that he gets in. Like. Stupidity. Am I the only one that's hey, glad we, won, we ended up scoring? We won, we won yes. by one point. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We won the I, game. We scored I, with I, only twenty eight seconds left. So I'm uh, I'm personally happy about the way it went. I now. would mm-hmm. I would like to address this, and I'm kind of seeing it rolling across Kenny's screen. But somebody was just talking about the AFC North. Is anybody else like man? Mike Tomlin's doing a hell of a job. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was really two. counting on the Rams to knock oh it down goodness. yesterday. Like, well, they got they screwed. got a great play. They had a terrible, terrible spot on. And that. the Rams didn't have any timeouts to the challenge. challenge. Oh, but, and it was okay. out. It was like two minutes and twelve seconds. So right. it wasn't initiated by the booth. Yeah, that, that, this division, like the Ravens, roll up thirty-eight, and that was. Lions, I thought that the was Lions, game of like, like game of the week. Ago. You know, and they yeah. blew the brakes off of them. Yeah. Uh, Where is Aaron Butler? Here, I figured he'd be in here all day. Just, nah, just uh, yeah. it pains me to say this, but like the the Niners, like the Ravens, are maybe the best team in the AFC, and if not that's, the NFL, that's kind of which fair is point. frustrating. They're looking we'll amazing, which is which great. is frustrating because, like I, I don't know. They just play smart, and their guys know their roles. Like yeah. and it's. Just, it's frustrating, but I mean, they don't have DPJ as a returner, so you know, uh, we don't have to. <laughs> I, that's fair catch. Dude, uh, I want Jalen. There's Darden, nobody ten I want Jalen Darden returning every damn punt. I, I was excited it, for you. It, for it that. drives me crazy, and I see him, and he's like, he's not on the field. I'm like looking through the inactives, and then I realized after talking to everybody today, I'm like, he didn't even get called up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they could because they had uh, they had to bring PJ back up. And oh, the rules and uh, Deion Jackson, and Deion yeah, Jackson. You can and then they cut so Deion many. J- uh, they caught Jackson today, yeah. Oh, did they? Okay. Back. Yeah. So, like, bro, are the Browns gonna sign somebody for the next two weeks? Are they gonna, like, or, or is uh, to. is Kelly still in the practice squad? Uh, I don't believe so. I thought he got he signed by came, somebody else. So, so yeah, I don't know because um, are you going to roll in with the next two weeks and we, just hunting Pierre Strong? We talked about this in the after hours before the show. Can we just talk real quick about what the Browns could potentially do going into the trade deadline real quick, especially at running back? Because we talked about Kareem Hunt. We talked about Dalvin Cook as potential options that teams are trying to offload some contracts that maybe we could get some help in that department. Well, I would go with I would go with what Justin said last week. Then. You're honest? Yeah, call Johnson. up the Ernest. Yeah. You could probably get him for like an eighth a bag rounder. of donuts, <laughs> 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 round some cat or like in Moneyball, like we, we'll we'll pay for the soda and their pop machines yeah. down in their locker room. You know what I mean? Like something like it wouldn't. He's literally no. not touching the field ever. No, they don't use him at all. They got Tank. They got uh, ETN, ETN, who's playing out of his mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're gonna have to do something. They're, you can't go in with just two running backs. No. Not the way our guys go down. No. So, um, but we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's been basically an hour. We like to keep these things to an hour. Uh, I think we, we touched on most of the stuff. Thanks to Kenny for being here. Oh, wait. I do have one more voice. Oh, 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 man. I wanted to make sure we ended on this one. Okay. Fatal Gnome here. 15 and 2. Said it since the beginning of the season. (laughs) Still on the table.
Let's go, Browns. <laughs> Good to hear from there you, brother. Go. Good All to right. hear from you. It's still alive. The dream is alive still. <laughs> we're going to uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, everybody except for Breeze. Um, we oh, appreciate all you guys oh, for being oh, here. Man. Uh, don't, just don't talk stupid in here, and I'll say I'm happy oh, to be here. Um, so <laughs> thanks for being here, checking us out on a Monday night, a victory Monday. Browns victory, are 4-2. Obviously, yeah. we got things to clean up. we got things to work on, but it's a lot... It's a lot easier to do that when you're four and two coming off back-to-back wins. Uh, so again, thanks for being here. Thanks to Kenny Mack for stopping in the studio. It's always a good time. And uh, we'll see you guys later this week when we preview the Seahawks game. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.